When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Will it be 2-2 going back to Boston for Game 5 Wednesday or 3-1 Milwaukee? There goes Tatum down. I got to get a dime on the miss and snap any minute casually. When it stop tripping on me, stop dissing on me. I got a dream, can't take it from me. I mean, this is as intense as it gets, and it's round two. Boston can take the lead on the road in Game 4. Horford for three. Cash! Our backs were against the wall. We needed to respond, and that's what we did. We didn't quit. We just kept pushing. Now we go back to Boston with a series all tied at two apiece. He is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is what it up, that we, we do? We people! What they want. We will discuss the Al Horford game in Milwaukee in a second, but we start where the action ended last night. Jalen, the Grizzlies had a lead throughout the game until the waning seconds. Take us through what you saw here. Well, Steph Curry attacking the basket, being aggressive. He had a terrific um, ending to the game, and obviously he's an amazing free throw shooter. And if you're Memphis, this is a golden opportunity that got away from you. I know you don't like the the Desmond Bain call, but it is a foul. No! I know you and our producer Brandy feel like it's not a foul. That's a flop. She she stopped even playing it. It's another four-letter word that starts with an F. It is a flop. Director Brandy, play it again. He it sold is a it. flop. Yeah, he sold he it. He didn't touch. Look at look at. He did not extend his arms. Let he me, did not extend his arms. Let me tell you what you actually do. Watch his arms. Giannis Watch his arms. You, you what you do, didn't extend him. I'm gonna tell you what you do though. No. You go next to him. You kindly put your hip next to his hip, and you just kind of just let we the dip, ball come dip, over. So soon as soon as you soon as your hands come away from your body, they didn't come away from his body. They're gonna call it. I mean, I, and I know a lot of people feel like this is like a major play that cost Memphis the game, but no. they had the lead. They were playing terrific, and all of the things that you wanted from a team exactly. without John Morant was happening the first three quarters. Exactly. It was happening. And unfortunately, when you're going against the Warriors on their home floor, they made timely plays. And I want to shout out Draymond Green. I know he's playing with a heavy heart. Lost his brother, Adrian Payne. Had two points in the game. I applaud him still being out there for his teammates. Mm. But again, Steph Curry was the difference. And when you when you don't have Ja to be the closer, I just really believe like that was the key. And people talk about Jordan Poole and how important he is and and you know Clay Thompson having big games and what Draymond brings, but like let's not forget about Wardell, Stephen Curry, and, and his timely buckets. I believe what he have uh, eighteen points in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and so he pick and chose his spots. Uh, Wiggins had a really good game, an active game, was, and, and I talked about that early in the series. His activity, tapping balls, getting offensive boards, making open shots, just being aggressive—that's what they want from Wiggs. If you if you ever watch the Golden State Warriors do an interview, they always talk about we ask him, we want him, we beg him to be more aggressive. So it was good to see him play well. 
Warriors played some good defense as well um, against the Grizzlies. Made things difficult for them, especially in the fourth quarter. Things were going so right, as you mentioned, the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, they started locking up. In particular, on Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and like he's a guy you hope to see make plays. It was good to see them like n- not be able to close the deal. Just reminded me of Memphis during the regular season playing without Ja versus the playoffs. And here's what I mean. If you're a student, your GPA is a reflection of your effort. Mm -hmm. If you show up every day, you give an honest effort, you have a good attitude, like you're going to pass. But test taking is a skill. And so you have to train yourself for that skill. You're sitting there for two hours at a time, three hours at a time, four hours at a time. Like those just things that you normally don't do. So that's a learned behavior. I bring that up because the regular season in the NBA is about effort. Grizzlies put out the effort. If you play hard and you're going to get points in the paint and second chance points and, yeah. and, and fast right. break points, and like they're one of the fastest teams in the league. So that's but that's the regular season. That's the marathon. But in the playoffs, it's about your skill and your best players. And the difference in yesterday's game is they were playing well. But then the best player for the Golden State Warriors was able to close the deal because Memphis didn't have their best player in John Morant. They didn't have John Morant because of an incident with Jordan Poole. There's a lot of discussion about that. Did he grab the knee? Did he mean to grab the knee? Did he have the code? Did he keep the code? Did he break the code? Blah, 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 blah. There's a handshake between the two of them. What does that mean to you? It means an olive branch um, of, of some things that people may or may not know. John Morant plays with Triple J. Well, Triple J played with um, Poole in high school. You know, um, Triple J also went to Michigan State along with Draymond Green. They didn't play together, but I'm just saying they share that fellowship. And so, like, these are also human beings away from the floor. And I like that it wasn't no hug and kiss, kumbaya type of thing. It was just more like you walking past you, cool. I'll you acknowledge cool. you exist. Oh. You acknowledge I exist. No bad feelings, no, but let's not let's not oh. make a huge deal out of it. And That's I am point. and I am missing tonight's game, so I'm mad at everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, I'm yeah. missing tonight's game. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at me. I'm mad at everybody. You don't think John want like he understood the importance of that game? Mm-hmm. They're down three one, right? They're down three one. It should be two two. That means really should be it's Luther babe. That means this is over now. Like this series is over. Yeah, is yeah. They're not coming back from three. You don't think they're gonna win three in a row? No, I don't think so either. Moving on to another series. This one tightly contested, going back and forth and back and forth. And it was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Al Horford who went back and forth in this one. First, we have Giannis dunking all over Al, staring at him, talking to him, nodding at him. Guess what that did, Jalen Rose? It got. Al Horford going. Got Al Horford going. Say that with your chest. The guy that was a member of the Oklahoma. And by the way, just so y'all know, Uh. when y'all watch the playoffs, just remember this. A couple of seasons ago, Chris Paul and then Al Horford were both playing for OKC. Yep. Just think about that for a second. Now both of these guys in their own right are starring in the playoffs. Chris Paul struggled his last couple of games, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy for Al Horford because he's going against... Giannis, Giannis like, the best player in basketball. Yeah, exactly. The, the guy, best basketball the guy, player. Correct. The guy I call the best player in basketball. Oh, it's, okay. it's not even a question. And, 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 and the thing is, in all phases, playing D against him, 
shooting threes against him, yeah. playing mid range against him. And did you see the old fella dunk on? But him? if you say if you don't poke the bear, I wouldn't think the bear would be Al Horford. I thought the bear would be Giannis. Hey, you know what? Did you see the old young fella dunk on? Don't disrespect Al Horford the old like young that. Fella. You see the don't hook? disrespect the Al Horford and, and, like on, that. And, and by the way, on that play, Giannis was in the backcourt playing twister with Marcus Smart on the ground. Mm-hmm. Al Horford was running the floor. And look at most playoff games before his first 30-point game. That was not expected. 132. That was not And they need every expected. one of those 32. They needed each and every. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for them. And, and here's the thing. Milwaukee is playing without Chris Middleton. Yes. And, and, and the thing that. The reason why I felt that the Celtics legitimately would win this series is that reason. And let me tell you why. Like Giannis, when you talk about finishing in the paint, like he's probably the like the best in the game, the most like most dominant finisher in the game, right? Him and Drew Holiday took 30 shots in their previous game to win. And, and watching how they got those shots, threes or layups. Yep. Or dunks or free throws when they went to the line. What does Middleton do so great? Mid range. Unlocks the rest of the floor. Yep. So it's like a great defense, right? Have a great defensive lineman, great linebacker core, great secondary. They're missing a linebacker. Mm hmm. And Chris Middleton. The thing about, you know how much you and I, like the mid range, look at CP3, look at DeRozan, look at Middleton. Like, we love, look at KD when he's going. It's like, it looks different, and that's what they're missing. He's a ball handler. He's a scorer, and I know a lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves as the second-best player that just won a championship, but he's a multi-time All-Star and legitimize that, well, like, and you're going to miss him. We all love John Morant, right, because of the highlights, and we love Jokic because of the highlight passes. Good but point. Middleton, yeah, like, it's just thank like, you. It's not a lot of highlights. He's like a Jalen Rose player. <laughs> a lot of buckets. Right, okay. Very right. productive. Yep. Just not a lot yep. of highlights. Correct. No highlights. But someone you want on your team, yes. but maybe not going to make the, the okay. highlight reel. Correct. When we're putting together yeah, the no, no double pump dunks, no yeah. backwards dunks. He's yeah. not catching no step lobs. back threes. Yeah, I'm telling you, dog. Yeah. I used to play in games, and if a team was fronting me, on the post, I used to be like, man, I'm like, and then I'd be thinking, why are more teams doing this? I can't jump. You know what I'm saying? Nothing else is going to happen. You mentioned the incident between Marcus Smart and Giannis Tentacumpo, and we're going to play the tape, and I want you to break down exactly what's going on between these two competitors. Well, a lot of hold me back, and then a lot of play twister, and then a lot of they both really tired. <laughs> I like you know, that last I, part. Yeah. This is my favorite, yeah, yeah. though. Like, tired, you help me man. up. I help yeah. you up. You're yeah. kicking me in the head. Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing here? Right. He's like, man, I ain't got time Just to leave me alone. You, all right. <laughs> I tried to help you all I can, but I can't do nothing <laughs> yeah, for you, man. You, <laughs> I love that so much. Great <laughs> fellowship <laughs> between the defensive player of the year. Again, I'm really happy for Ime Udoka. Yep. Because, by the way, let's, let's talk another thing that unlocked Al Horford's game. No Robert Williams III. That means more minutes at the five. See, a lot of times they play both of those guys together. And Grant Williams' ability to play multiple people defensively allows that to happen. And so for Al Horford to show up the way he did against the team that he did is extremely impressive for the Celtics to tie this series. There's some breaking news about the GOAT. 
Tom Brady we last saw at the F1 race in Miami. Well, this is interesting. He is officially signed on to be a Fox Sports analyst when he retires. He's not retired. He retired for about 45 minutes this summer, unretired, back with the Bucks after some drama with the Dolphins, and now he's preemptively signed to be an analyst for Fox Sports. I have two words. Blank check. Oh, yeah. That's, he, well, like, he don't have enough money. He like, y'all going to pay me how much? I work two days a week? Or, or, yeah. I'm going to work like 50 times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and y'all about to give me $100 million? Just think about it. Y'all, he's going to work 50 times. Jalen, you're the best analyst in Thank the game. Thank you, brother. The best sports analyst in the game. Thank you, brother. But you are not the best player. <laughs> and those two things aren't always <laughs> correlated. Right. Okay, that's fair. Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play. I don't know if he's going to be the best analyst, though. That doesn't necessarily always work out. Oh, that definitely way. No, doesn't no. always work out. Like that player way. and coaches or anything else. He, he still got to put in the work. This of is a, course, this is a tough profession. We wish him the best. Yeah, we do. Part of the Michigan family. Hail to the victors, baby! Keep getting them checks. Did I go to Michigan? I feel like I went to Michigan. You did. We, I must have yeah, gone exactly, to Michigan. Exactly. I must honorary have Michigan. doctorate. Jalen Rose, you mentioned CP3's struggles in Game Three and Game Four in Dallas. A lot of drama surrounding him on and off the court. What will that translate into in Game Five? Jalen will tell you right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget the experience does not stop there. Every single day we do exclusive content for our podcast listeners where we talk about all the things they won't let us talk about on television. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17 in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I did not expect the Suns-Mavs series to be tied at 2-2, heading back to Phoenix, but that's exactly where we are. However, there's a new wrinkle. Monty Williams, coach of the year, Mr. Rose. You surprised. I'm not surprised at all and well-deserved. If you really look at what he's done in Phoenix since he got there, they went from a team that was outside of the bubble, finishing strong. I think they won seven or eight in a row. That created a foundation of a culture Mm. that then welcomed the Shouto Jay Hoops, James Jones, their GM, who's done a terrific job. That was the catalyst to bringing CP3 there. So... The professional part is what people can't overlook. CP had to go and take care of his business in OKC. Monty had to go take care of his business in Phoenix. And D-Book had to take care of his business in the end of the bubble. And so now when all of those things happen, you can reunite CP with Monty in Phoenix. And then you watch how not only regular season-wise, but leading them to the finals last year and the development of young players like Aiton and Bridges and Cam Johnson and Cam Payne. He's done a terrific job, and they're still in pole position by a lot of people accounts to come out of the West this year. So, Jalen, Chris Paul, remember the 14 for 14 game against the Pelicans? Yes. Game one and game two, just mm-hmm. the just the the conductor yep. conducting the, the orchestra that is the Suns offense. Didn't look the same in game three and game four. Not not only did he not look the same, but he was historically bad for his own standard Mm. because in one of those games he has seven turnovers in the first half and in the second game he had four fouls in the first half and fouled out with more points than more fouls than points wild 5.6 fouls more fouls than points so i'm pretty sure he's happy to be back in phoenix looking for revenge and by the way they better come to play because the one thing that I noticed about this series is Luka's going to continue to be unstoppable. Yes. And when he can score against anybody, 
and post up against anybody, that distorts your defense. It's one thing when he's posting up Cameron Payne. It's another thing he's posting up Cameron Johnson. Yep. You see what and I'm he's saying? He's just as comfortable either Co- way. Correct. He's that, just as comfortable that, either way. And, and everybody in between, including CP3 and yep. Bridges. And he didn't have a great game four, but he still had the ball in his hands, and he was getting other people involved and just just willing them to win. Well, them knocking down threes and so many people doing oh, yeah, so. Crazy. Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. Your man, Bert Hans. Bert Hans was your knocking guy, out Bert there. Tons. Yeah, Bert Hans. Give Bert Hans some love, man. <laughs> That's your man. And, and Jalen Brunson making timely plays. I mean, it was, it was a total team effort. Reggie Bullock defensively has to get a lot of credit on what he's done for CP3 and Jason Kidd as a coach, you know, navigating his roster. And, and, and so for Phoenix, I think they're going to be enthusiastic to return home. I expect the, the Suns to respond. I expect the Suns to win this evening. I definitely expect. Mm-hmm. I expect them to respond too. Yeah. I mean, they, the Mavs just can't shoot like they shot in Game Four. Like the first half of Game Four was getting stupid at one point. I was just like, they're just hitting everything. Right. Like they were collectively. They were, yeah, they checking. made a, what, 20, 20 threes in that game. Another series I did not expect to be two-two after four games. Sixers in the Heat. Jalen James Harden revitalized. Can he continue the momentum that he built in Game 4 and perform like he did then in Miami tonight? So what I've seen from James Harden is what I love about sports. I want to see somebody show resilience when it matters the most. That to me is what now makes you an all-star player, an all-NBA player, an MVP player, a max player. And so it was one thing for him to finally score the way he scored. But I appreciate it when it happened Mm. and how it happened. Because he was a first half, first quarter type of scorer getting majority of his points. And then not really getting points and not really taking over and not showing emotion and not being aggressive. And kind of being passive offensive. He's a great playmaker. He's a good. Yep. He, he getting it to Danny Green when Danny Green making seven threes. He advancing it to Maxi. He's trying to feed and be. He's 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 been a really good playmaker. But they need James Harden. I don't care what anybody say to score the ball. He does. They're gonna need him to score the ball, and, and that that's gonna be the game changer. Um, and, and Tobias Harris been playing really well for them too. But I have to say something about the Heat. While Jimmy Butler has been fantastic offensively, and I believe he had forty in the previous game. That's really not how they play, mm. featuring one guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think I think that that was something that they were able to do on the road. Put Jimmy at the five. He's guarded by Embiid. See if we can get out of here with a win. But I think when they go back to Miami, they're gonna get back to more conventionally of who they are and what they do. But two players that I'm watching in their rotation, I'm watching Kyle Lowry and his health and his productivity or lack thereof, and also PJ Tucker. If those guys aren't going to give me offense, they're going to give me toughness and championship-level pedigree. And, of course, they're seasoned vets if they're in the game. But if they're not going to give me stats, you know what I'm saying, they become liabilities offensively. So what I anticipate, a chess move, I saw Gabe Vincent miss a couple of timely shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I saw Victor Oladipo miss a couple of timely shots. It kind of like, like could have swung the momentum. You kick it to them. It's like, oh, you got to hit that game. And he missed it. Duncan Robinson sitting over there. He's only played one minute in this series. 
I believe when you return home, not only do your role players c- clearly play a lot better in front of their fans, Dallas. but it's going to be a perfect chance for him to have this Finney Smith type game yep. where he comes in and makes five, six, seven threes and help lift the heat. So watch that. Watch for that as a possible adjustment. Jalen, we just celebrated Monty Williams winning Coach of the Year in the mm-hmm. NBA. Yep. Caesar Sportsbook has a favorite for Coach of the Year in the NFL. The knee biter. Dan Campbell. We're not doing this. Dan Campbell. We're not doing this. Is not doing favorite this. for Coach this. of the Year. We're not doing this. Jalen Rose just unplugged his IFB. I'm not doing this. What are you not doing? Not, what are you not doing? Not, but because, what like, are you not doing? Here's the thing. Like, y'all get to parachute in and watch the Lions for the draft and this give is, us an A+. This is the best two weeks of your Lions season. You won the draft, and now you have a favorite for Coach of the Year. This is as good as it's going to get. This is good as it's going to get. As a Lions fan, celebrate this. This is so Lions, and I'll give, give them the roar. And I love our young draft picks, and I got to get an Aiden Hutchinson jersey. But I will say this. Who was the preseason coach of the year last year? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> See? I'm sure they didn't end up winning coach of the year. We'll be back right after this. The best day in Lions history today. <laughs> Two closeout opportunities Thursday night on ESPN starting with Game 6 between the Heat and the Sixers at 7 p.m. And then in the nightcap at 9.30, it is Game 6 between the Suns and the Mavs. We'll find out tonight who will have the opportunity to close those series on Thursday. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, every day that Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia, we will acknowledge it. And here we are, 82 days. 82 days. It's, 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 these days are piling up so many that they're getting sad to say. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby just wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, I started my career working on the ESPY Awards here at ESPN. It's something that's always important to me. And the Jimmy V Award is one of the most important moments in the history of that award show. And Dick Vitale is going to be awarded. For everybody that don't know, he watches this show. And also, he's a legend. He Mm -hmm. coached at the University of Detroit. I've known about him and his fashion and his coaching and his puns since I was a shorty before I even got to college. And I couldn't wait to him call one of my games and call me a PTP. I couldn't wait. Did, or you, did, you, ever call Dandy. You, did you ever call no you a PTP? No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No question. It's time for Show Me Some Show Hey. Show Hey Otani continues to be the most undercovered story in sports, and it continues. Show Hey Otani. Didn't hit a home run. He hit two home runs. Mm. Had a grand slam, and he's one of the best pitchers in the league. He's trending toward GOAT status because he's also, just so you guys don't know, an elite pitcher also. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, (laughs) it's incredible. We have to go watch him play. ESPN2 every day, 4 p.m. Tune in tomorrow. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, something I got to talk to you about. What up, though? We had a gala last night for a gala PS33 Chelsea Prep fundraising for um, one of my daughters and my son's school. Good job, sir. I was hosting it. Did it had fun. Great job, mom. And it was Dad. a little late. It was ten. I want to get home and watch the rest of the. 
Warriors game. So I got an Uber home for my babysitter. Mm-hmm. We always say text me when you get home. The Manny? No, not the Manny. Babysitter. Okay. Manny's out of town. He's in Denmark. Okay. We always say text me when you get home safe. Just, just to say it, just to get that text. Of course, yeah, feel you got to, yeah. Got a text from her. Please report the Uber driver. He was harassing me, and he touched my leg. No. No. Now, Jalen. No. It's one of those moments when you have to just consider just the danger that people, especially women, put themselves in getting into people's cars and how the vetting process needs to change for these Uber people. So I'm going to report this man. I've not done it yet. I want to speak with her first mm. to get more details. But, man, it's crazy, right? I, I feel bad for your babysitter. Hopefully you guys, you know, continue to pursue punishment for the Uber driver in oh, question. Sure. But I remember, I believe it was in Philadelphia, a horrifying story about a woman who got into an Uber driver and was tragically killed by the driver. And I was thinking when I saw that story, I'm getting in a lot of strangers' cars all of the time every day. Yeah. That's what I personally said to myself. When I look down at the application, all I see is a picture of a person and what their license plate is going to be. Mm, the kind of car they got. That, 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 that doesn't tell you anything. Now, just think about the exercise. Before Uber became popular, think about how often you would ride with a stranger in their car. Well, see, we're old. So, like, hitchhiking was a thing when we were younger. And your parents would always say, never hitchhike, never pick up a hitchhiker. It's the most dangerous thing in the world. Don't you? Don't I ever find out that you were hitchhiking and this and that? Like, you would never do it just because you would never want to be in a position which you're in a stranger's car. And now we go out of our way to put ourselves in a position when we're in a stranger's car all the time. Correct. And that's almost a professional graduated version of hitch- hitchhiking mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I need to get somewhere. I press an app. Car zooms up. I get in. Hopefully, I get from point A to point B. And that's really sad. And, yeah. it, and it really upsets me. And, and again, not, as somebody that frequents in Ubers, and I, I definitely am going to continue to ask you about the updates on that story. Oh, yeah. We'll get an update. Jalen Rose, you know I love the 30 for 30s. But you know the sports documentary that I love the most is the N1 mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And now the two things are going to collide. Mm. They're going to do a 30 for 30 about the and one mixtapes, which birthed Streetball. Greatest, second greatest ESPN show of all time. I love that. Big shout to John Hawk of Hawk Films. No doubt. Streetball. No doubt. But I love those tapes so much. Those VHS tapes. Like I've probably seen the first and one mixtape 4,000 times. That's going to be classic. And... I appreciated the boom when it happened and, and the players and, and getting a chance to play with Ray for Austin in the NBA. Um, rest in peace, Escalade. A lot of people may or may not know that that's Mark Jackson's brother who works for us and I played with in Indiana and that's my OG. And, and they're just like so many different times where – they became a modernized version in a lot of ways, a different form of a Globetrotters. You know, like the mm. Globetrotters, 
historically have entertained us um, with basketball and tricks and personality. And one was like a more like rugged street version that, that still kept like, you know, oh, baby, you know, like our guy calling the games and giving everybody a nicknames. But then just like the like the pure basketball, like yeah. like the hot sauce and the AOs and like just oh, like 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 so like the pure basketball. When I, when I watch Luca play, he reminds me of AO. Because AO is just going at half speed, but no one can get the ball from him. You know what I mean? And Luca's the same way. But like one of the things I loved about AM1, which is different than the Globetrotters, is they were not putting on a show, they were playing basketball, competitive basketball games. Correct. And we get we see the highlights, but I went to they came to Kingdom one time. Right. And I was like, I need to be there. Right. I got there two hours before the game started. And you see the highlights and you see the edited stuff. But when you watch the actual games, they're playing a competitive basketball contest. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a show. This is this. This is a fight. This is not WWE wrestling. Correct. Like it's an actual fight. I love that. And when they would come to town, whatever city they came to would put together a team that they wanted to beat the M1 guys. Yes. And they would get they would get the best punch that city has to offer. Every time they went to a town. I can't wait till that comes out. That's going to be a good look. And all those personalities, just they're so big off the court, too. Mm-hmm. God. I've been crossed over by the Bone Collector so many times. I can't <laughs> you. used to play at the same court as Cold me. Cold nickname. I was like, go somewhere else, dog. What are you doing here with me? What are you doing here with me? Jalen. Comedian Michael Blackson. Said that Ben Simmons slid into his girl's direct messages knowing that his girl was his girl. Said this. Your thoughts. Shout to Club Shay Shay. That's where he said it. Oh, okay. Oh, Michael Blackston was on uh, on the show and he's, mm-hmm. when he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things. Shannon Sharp. That's a violation. Huge violation. It's one thing to do it. Like, before my wife had a wedding or an engagement ring on, I wouldn't mind if people would talk to her because she's just an attractive lady in this establishment. Right. But if you know... That's a violation. If you know... Well, but here's the thing that's going to get, like, uh, 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 in the crosshairs. People are going to conflate Ben Simmons not playing basketball with him have an interest in women. Those aren't related, is it? And those aren't related. Those are not there are related. going to be people that think, since you, like, there are going to be some people when you Will say Chamberlain that to them. Will scored 100 points. Right. <laughs> there are going to be some people when they first hear that story, they're going to think Sixers, Nets, him not playing. No. The first thing I think is that's a violation of another man. Yeah. You see I've what I mean? Mad. That's a violation. That's a violation. That's not fair. That's just, I'd be really mad. Because to me, when you do that, like you're, you're purposely telling the guy that you don't respect him. Loud and clear. Loud and clear you're saying that. Yeah, that, that's what you're saying. And then here's the other part. Because men, our egos think we such in control and we so macho. You don't control what she thinks or says or how she's also going to respond. And... You're thinking that you're going to hit her up in a DM and it's going to stay between y'all. She kept it one thigh while with her dude and told him. Mm-hmm. She could have just deleted the DM and not said anything. Or responded and not said anything. Yeah. You see what I mean? Or left it in the inbox 
and just let it live and not say anything. You see what I mean? So I appreciate her. Let me get her a shout also. Good point, Mr. Rose. You've probably got great perspective on this stuff, and we always want to hear <laughs> your perspective. But don't forget, we're brought to you by CarMax. Shop online and on the lot with home delivery in select markets. And for the ones who get it done, we're brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers office supplies, offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed 24-7 support and access to product specialists. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by one of the many locations. We want to hear from you. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll put you on the show just like this. What's up, Uncle? This is Alex calling out of Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out, Reg the Ledge. Long-time listener. Look, I was listening to the podcast from yesterday, and you guys were talking about the uh, NBA versus battles. Well, I got a couple for you. First off, how about uh, Sean Kemp versus Blake Griffin? You got highlight dunks from both of them. Sick. But I feel like Jalen might have said that before. Um, so I got another one for you. How about the Frenchman Tony Parker versus point guy Chris Hall? All right, come on. Give the people what they want. Let's get these NBA versus battles on. All right. Hey, appreciate you guys. Yep, medicinal. <laughs> shout out to Alex. Shout out to medicinal. I always appreciate our medicinal callers. Big shout out to Reginald no, Ledge. No. So, Jalen, you are worldwide senior matchmaker for versus battles, both hip hop and basketball. So, Mr. Rose, Sean Kemp, Blake Griffin. I think you already made this one. Correct. And I wanted to tell you something funny of when we talked about me making this one. That was the same day we had Timberland and Swiss on the show. And you remember, I was like, I might be on a chain message that they may or may not realize that I'm on as people are going back and forth about these versus battles. Mm-hmm. And I started to chime in. And before I knew it, a couple of my ideas became versus battles. <laughs> and it was funny when we brought them on the show. You remember I brought that up. And I ain't on that chain no more. Nope. <laughs> They're like, what's this 313 <laughs> number? <laughs> Who's this 313 number on our chain? We <laughs> got... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, close. Yeah, close. Close ranks yeah, a little bit. Close ranks. But I contributed some great ideas. I'm sure you did. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you but did. But in all honesty, and then, you know, they're like, he's going to want to check eventually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get um, him off this group text. Yeah, Kemp and, and, and Sean uh, and the Blake Griffin makes sense for all the reasons our medicinal caller said. Both high yep, flyers, yep. both a dunk on you. Um, the one thing about Blake Griffin that I don't think a lot of people realize no dunks off of one leg. Hmm. Hmm. This is what I do. Hmm. So I pay attention to that with certain dunkers. Same with Dominique Wilkins. All his dunks off two feet, 50-inch vertical human highlight film. But certain players, that's what made Vince Carter and Michael Jordan special. They could do both. Yeah. One leg, two, two feet. You see what I mean? And the other one, he said, Tony Parker and CP3, I know why you say that because both small guys master the mid-range, love to get into the paint. But I think I could find a better matchup for both of them. But I, I think I, so, too. I, I got to kind of think of it. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know this stresses you yeah, out. I know you want I know you yeah, want. You know, yeah, I, I want really... to get the people what they want. Let me think. So for the point guard, his style of play, 
It's definitely nobody playing right now. Um, I used to. I, I, what about a guy like a like a um like a Tim Hardaway? Ooh. And Chris Paul, a guy, a guy like that. You know what I mean? I see them getting in and out of traffic a lot. You know, they're selective three-point shooters. They will finish at the rim. Neither one of them are dunkers. They both, like, are strong for their position. Um, Tim Hardaway just made it to the Hall of Fame. So, I like that one for CP3. Callers, let me know what you think. 985-80-J-A-L-E-N. I came up with that one freestyle. I ain't about to wreck my brain for the Tony Parker one right now. <laughs> good, good. I can stress you out. <laughs> yeah. I can see that was stressing you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. we, don't need to do, we don't need to do all that today. It's just Tuesday, <laughs> dog. It's just Tuesday. We got time for one more voicemail. Thank you so much for the call, Alex. Medicinal Alex from Nashville. We got time for one more. Jalen. Uncle Jalen. Uncle Jacoby. I got a question, man. Jalen. Uncle Jalen. I'm sorry. You know, you were in the Fab Five when I was born. So, you know, you have a big influence on my life growing up. I have a question for you guys, man. Uh, Before I do so, shout out Raise the Legs, always. My daughter's getting older. She's five now. We're watching the Boston-Milwaukee series right now. And she just asked me a question. She said, Daddy, can... Girls play basketball like that? And I told her, yeah. And I'm trying to influence her because she's starting to like sports and all that sort of stuff. So what female baller is there to, you know, for the WNBA to hang their hat on and say, hey, this is the one. I know there's Candace Parker, there's uh, Skylar Diggins, there's, you know, there's plenty of But I just want to know, who would you point to? Thanks, man. Love y'all. Keep giving the people what they want and keep cashing them checks, baby. So, Uncle Jalen, this is something I think about a lot. We have a goat in men's basketball. Just one goat. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. We can talk about LeBron. Sounds Audrey. But there's one goat. That he is me. I can make a case for like seven people to be the goat of women's basketball. I always leave people out when I make lists. But Lisa Leslie, Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird. Stewie, like there's a there's a lot, you know. Um, your former running mate Reggie Miller, sister Cheryl Miller, comes mm-hmm. to mind. Short over hundred in high school. In the game. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of potential goats. Up shell swoops. Paul and um, Pamela McGee. Yeah, I mean, the it, I, whenever we come up with a list off McGee. the top, it's always incomplete, right? But it's an interesting but we got conversation. Range, though. You're talking about people from the '70s. Of course, we go forget some interesting people. conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, for our caller, Uncle Thank Jalen. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the love and the Fab Five support. No doubt. We're going to hold you down. Who should he present so, for his daughter to so model here, her game at? Here's what you should tell your daughter. Well, my high school coach, Perry Watson, the legend, always made sure we did. Every six foot one point guard, every 6'11 power forward should have been a 6'1 point guard at some point. So, what does that actually mean? That means work on all of your skills, regardless of how tall you might be. Mm. And if you have a growth spurt like an Anthony Davis, then now you got guard skills. If you have a growth spurt like a Kevin Durant, now you got guard skills. But Kevin Durant's just a taller Steph Curry. He's a taller Steph Curry. If they both were at the park, you would pick you would pick KD simply because he's taller. 
a tall man's game, tall women's game. So what I would tell you to tell your daughter to have her watch various players of yep. different skill sets. a lot of goats. Sets. A lot of goats. So in today's game, Skylar Diggins a pick and roll in mid-range. And she's left-handed, so that's going to look different. Diana Taurasi, a goat conversation, just being clutch, shooting threes. Yeah. Um, Liz Cambage, how she plays on the post, right? Like, there are so many players that you can show her, and then that'll give her the the, the recall of watching different variations and styles. What ends up happening in basketball, people just think the ooh and ah dribble or the shoot from as far as you can. And that's 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 the that's the arcade version of basketball to me. That's the that's the at the park version. That that that, that and I don't mean like the park plan. I mean like the amusement park. You know what I'm saying? You want to win games? Yeah, exactly. Get some ugly buckets. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so show her various players. But here's the other thing: you gotta get a hoop at the crib. Gotta get a hoop at the crib. You gotta get a hoop. I don't care if it's a crib. Nerf hoop. I don't care if it's I'll, a hanger I'll, at the I'll top of the Michael door. I'll be Michael Jordan one on one in my driveway. I don't care if it's a. Uh, I'll be anybody one on one in my driveway. You gotta anybody. Get a Kevin hoop Durant, at the crib LeBron James, she can shoot Giannis. Indoors Giannis can't see outdoors. me in my driveway. No doubt. Jalen, one more thing. I talked about the juices last week. Have you touched the juice that I got you today? I was going to drink it like a, when we were walking. That's a $12 juice. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you. You know what? I'm, I'm not getting tomorrow. No juice for you. No juice for you, dog. No, you know what? No juice for you tomorrow. Just, bring no me the cayenne every day then. Give me the cayenne, please. Did you even drink day. the cayenne? Yes. Did you? Not as a shot, but I drank it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. The juice will not be back tomorrow. <laughs> Why is that, Jalen Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. ABD, Cannon, Tristan, Randy, appreciate y'all.